2: Hello, honey, and welcome to Honey Do Me Podcast. I'm Cass. And I'm Emma, and we're just two gals looking for a good lay. Aren't we all? (laughs) But when it comes to sex, we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing. Luckily, we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need. You are
0: expert guests. We're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to. By the end of every episode, you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world or at least take it from behind. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, honey. How do you do you? Way closer to it this time. Oink. Oink. Yeah, I guess if you didn't know what we were talking about, that could sound sexual. Can you hit that? You're way closer to it. You're way closer to it this time. So much closer. So much closer, Cass. (laughs)
2: Just the fact that you just did that shows the leaps and bounds that we have both (laughs) come from starting this. Because I remember in the beginning, one of our guests talked about coming back on and having us do dirty talk scenarios. Yeah. That scared the shit out of us, but we make sex noises
0: on here all the time. I know. So To be fair, it's me more than you. But <laughs> you're complicit with it. You're a whore. <laughs> yeah, I am a whore. That's what I love most about you. Uh, I'm also a toot whore these ah. days. <gasps> Get really into it. sad. Get into it. Cass made me ask for, like, an update in my life, and then she wanted me to tell this story on air because mm-hmm. this is um, – Kind of an update i guess yeah it's an important update yeah it's a relationship milestone so to speak someone some would say yeah uh i guess so the other night uh my boyfriend or the other morning i guess the other my boyfriend and i were cuddling in bed and um i don't know i get like all contorted when i start to cuddle it's really fun because like he'll be in back and like It'll be like I'm, my. it's hard to explain, but either way. (laughs) It's quite the complicated cuddle. (laughs) My ass was up against him, but his hands were kind of like around me and my legs Mm -hmm. and stuff. And you know that sleep when you're kind of awake, but you're also kind of asleep. Awake enough to feel shame, but. (laughs) But like asleep enough to like, it's not really your fault. Yeah. So asleep enough to where like maybe you start to hear yourself snore. Mm -hmm. Or in my case you hear a little bit of a rumble (laughs) in the tumble. And I told you guys about the time that I woke up queefing. Mm -hmm. I thought, perhaps that's what it was. (laughs) Perhaps that's what happened. Yeah. Um, So I went back to sleep peacefully, thinking, if anything, I just queefed. Like, I could be mistaken. A little chef's kiss never hurt nobody. Never hurt nobody. Never said boo about it from then on. And then later that day, I made like a fart joke about like the sound his car was making. He's like, oh, like you this morning. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and then he said, yeah, you farted on me this morning and in my hand. Because my his hand was like right behind me <laughs> on my bum. And so I tooted into his hand that morning. And it was really sad.
2: But I am so proud of the way you handled it. Because speaking of leaps and bounds, <laughs> your biggest fear most recently has been farting in your sleep.
0: Yeah, which I do. Scared that you Constantly. have been.
2: Yeah. Um which and I now do. It's
0: <laughs> and now it's over. You can do You've whatever the the you're <laughs> So to speak. So to speak. Yeah. But then I did text you and I was like, mm-hmm. I should be more embarrassed. Yeah. I really should be. And then I but I didn't. I was more just like really I thought it was really funny in the moment. Yep. But it was horrible at the same time. So. But the next time it's gonna be less horrible. Yeah, he's made a couple of farty jokes since then. I'm a tootie gal.
2: Yeah, it's not your fault.
0: He's like, Is that why you were toots and she was poop? And I was like, I don't know if that's true, but. I don't remember. I, I don't thought I she- was toots. I know, I thought I was poop, but I was like, at this point, yeah, it should be toots. <laughs> They're
2: interchangeable at this point. <laughs>
0: Whatever we're <laughs> feeling that whatever day, whatever we're feeling that day, you yeah, because you've been pooped more often than not these days. Remember. <laughs> I would love an explanation of well, what that means. Remember when you had your last period? And oh, you were... yeah. And I
2: was shitting like a goblin. Yeah. My mole nose is out touching my knees. Yeah. That's another word for boobs, if you were familiar. That's why. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why I say it.
2: Well, I recall the first time I let out a puff <laughs> in front of my now husband I was just in the living room with like we lived with my mom and my sister at the time and I my dog like reached out did something that I was like trying to bring him back maybe he was like barking or something so I have a howl in house <laughs> so I like went for him and I tooted and I thought it was kind of quiet and so I like didn't say anything about it and everybody just turned their heads to me and he was like did you just fart <laughs> And all that came out of my mouth was,
0: I was scared. Fast movements, jolty yeah. movements. Didn't you toot all the way to like... What? Maybe this is a different story. <laughs> I thought you said that you like ran away after that, and you like farted your way as you were running. But this might be. A I think that's story.
2: fan fiction of my life. Um, I,
0: think that's fan I don't
2: think that was me, but I would oh be my honored God. to have that story to tell.
0: That's so funny. Being scared, it really does just like pop it out of you. Yeah, it really, it's just like
2: I. Only the essential services are going on when I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> isn't
0: that what they're called? I have no fucking idea. Fight or flight. Fight I don't know. Or fight I need to get all the gas out of my body. Something flew so- while I was trying to fight. <laughs> Amen to that. I'm sorry I'm a warrior. Sorry. Sorry I'm ready to, at the moment's notice. God gives his hardest battles it was to toughest. his rock hardest soldiers. <laughs> to his biggest soldiers. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, today, <laughs> we're talking about more good things. Yeah. How
2: to have fun in the bedroom. I don't know why I said any of that the <laughs> way that I did, and I just rolled with it, and I yeah. wish I hadn't. I wish I'd just let the yeah come out weird, and then changed the rest of it, but I didn't. Um, yeah. I'm going to block that, so I don't even know what I just said, but we're talking about how to have more fun in the bedroom. How to make sex fun
0: oh my god yes so fuck, i've been off a, the
2: mic too long
0: i know it's been a while yeah. i need to shake off the rust oh um <laughs> on the block. i do that all the time with embarrassing <laughs> shit i'm like
2: and i don't remember just repeat exactly what i said but better
0: whatever like, men in black type of a thing where it's just like a racist i've memory. never seen that uh Okay, Um, (laughs) two out of five. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about how to have more fun in the bedroom, and if you need inspo for like Mm -hmm. games to play in the bedroom, um, we also talk about how to have sex when you're a busy person. Yes, all the fun things. It's just a really fun conversation with Lisa, Um, and she says my name, Emma.
2: (laughs) I know she's so sweet. It's really cute. I love her. I love her accent.
0: Not pictured or in our YouTube episode uh-huh. of this, um, and also not in the episode, are the monkeys that could have been jumping on I her know. balcony. She gave us a little PSA in the beginning, before we started, that she's been having monkeys swing past her door and all day. And go into her garden. She said they steal
2: bread and sweets. And bread and sweets. <laughs> As I do don't you. know where they're finding bread and sweets, <laughs> but I love that. I think of it like just grabbing it off of the,
0: the windowsill. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Apu. Apu. <laughs> In Aladdin. Oh <laughs> He'd steal that loaf and break it in half. There you go. And Aladdin would have dinner. Um That's the story. Anyway, <laughs> so we were waiting for a monkey and no monkeys came. But you can see how cute Lisa is yeah. in the YouTube video.
2: Yeah. So Go to our YouTube. Uh, we also do YouTube exclusive episodes now. So we've got some really fun ones up there. More to come mm-hmm. um, Emma's IUD experience, my strategic sex experience. It makes yeah. you sound like a super spike. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, but those only live on YouTube. They're shorter episodes. They're really fun. And mm-hmm. we show you a good time always. So, always and forever. Yeah. Go ahead and subscribe to our
1: YouTube. And on that note, see you on the next time. Bye. Bye. So great to be here with you, Emma and Cass. So I am Lisa Welsh, and I am a sex and pleasure educator based in South Africa, and I am on a mission to eradicate the world of boring sex. I don't mean conventional sex because there's a place for that. I just mean the kind of boring, like meh, the kind of stuff that feels like a chore. I love helping people to have more fun in bed and learn how to express themselves through sexuality.
0: Sounds so sparkly and joyful when you say it. (laughs) So on your website, you describe how you have like a playful approach to sexuality. So what does that mean? And I guess it probably means in line with having more fun in bed, but if you could explain...
1: Absolutely. So sex, it comes with a whole bag full of shame and connotations and worries and despair. Like there's a lot of stuff that is packed in with sex and I do get that and I'm not invalidating that at all. But the way that I like to approach sex is by looking at the good things, looking like bringing in the play and bringing in ways to help you feel safe. So I always start with that. Feeling safe and learning to trust yourself. Those are like the two things that I that are foundational to every single thing that I do. So learning to like check in, see how you're feeling, see what you feel like doing. And often that is going to be more playful than just like okay what I really feel like doing is like ripping your clothes off and jumping sometimes you just want to like have a bubble bath or go for a walk or 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 play or tell a joke or be silly so I'm the kind of person that has all of the dad jokes and terrible innuendos I just can't help it they just come out of me and it's just like it's rather going to make you giggle when I'm talking about anal sex rather than make you feel embarrassed so I like to like try and just know that there's going to be shame there's going to be stuff coming up and we always make space for that everything is welcome so we're not trying to minimize the darker more more serious stuff but we're just trying to like maximize the play and just bring that into into all of the conversations that we have
2: that's beautiful (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that and maybe this question kind of isn't going in the right direction then but (laughs) what are we doing that is making sex not so fun or feel meh like does it really all stem from that shame or are there more things that we're doing
1: Mm, well a big part of it is actually just that we just don't know any different that we think we're supposed to is supposed to look a certain way and it's supposed to follow a certain pattern and so we try and like make ourselves follow that pattern we even try and breathe in a certain way that we think we're supposed to oh my god and that actually just,
0: that resonates so much <laughs> I was like kissing yesterday and I was like oh my god my breathing so that like oh my god I didn't realize how much I think about that keep going please <laughs>
1: Imagine if we just like forgot all of that. So being playful also means like being messy, being embarrassing, being awkward, like letting it just be actually as it really is. And like finding the joy in that kind of real animalistic approach to 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 what it is. Just it is what it is. And and letting you letting yourself follow the desire that is real at this moment. At this moment, like learning to trust you and yourself right now, not just going along with things because it's in the movies or because that's like what you, what your best friend told you back in the day. That's how you used to snog. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you use the word snog. I that's will, like I I will now. I want to. <laughs> Making out. <laughs> French can. <kids. laughs> I like so, love um, it. Yeah. Snog yeah good old snog like we learned to snog by like kissing our elbow I (laughs) love that I think I
0: saw that on like a character a character a person who's on like the circle do you remember her oh Uh -oh. well she said that she used to learn how to kiss by kissing the inside of her elbow and she also said snog so maybe it's a thing
1: (laughs) British training yeah (laughs) British so what I mean is like just letting yourself like trusting your own natural response and trusting your own natural cravings and doing what comes naturally that is going to be more fun because you're not acting you're actually in it and it feels Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. feels different you're not worried about oh my gosh what does my tummy look like when I'm doing this particular thing and instead you're just like it's okay I'm a human I'm having this experience you're having this experience and it is so hot when you're both actually in it, you on your own or with someone or with multiples, whatever it is, if you're actually really being real and letting it be what it is. And in that moment for you all, then it's going to be a lot more fun.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I answered the question. Yeah, I went yeah. off on my own. Vibe no, there. that you was did.
1: perfect. So how
0: do you then teach that? Like, how are you teaching people to trust themselves and to let loose and to really just embrace the fun of it? When there is all of that compounding, like shame or embarrassment or like internal voice going on in your head?
1: Mm, That's a good question. And it's a lot to do with myth busting, is one part of it myth busting to just like learn all the crap that we've been taught and unlearning that. So that's, that's just like discovering actually what the anatomy is. What is female anatomy? What is the arousal process? Reading some great books. There are some bloody brilliant books out there that just like, they're like a goldmine of info, the sex ed that we never got, that we deserve. Like we can mourn the fact that we didn't get that sex education. Like none of us did, or we can just, Go and discover it because it's out there. It's out there. There's great podcasts like yours that are giving the truth. So number one is like relearning the truth. And number two is learning to trust yourself. That takes that's step by step by step. That's something that's going to take a little while because we're not used to believing that we know stuff. We're not used to trusting our body. We don't like... We don't trust that we can know what to eat, when to eat. Like, we don't believe ourselves. Oh, no, I'm not really hungry. Oh, no, I can't have a carb. You know, those kinds of things. We don't We don't trust ourselves for anything, really. We don't, like, even I don't even listen when I need to pee. I'm like, well, not right now because I'm busy, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you're in the bedroom and you think, actually, I'd quite like to be touched this way. Like sometimes we don't even notice that message. And oftentimes we override it like penetration. We allow penetration before we're ready. It doesn't occur to us to ask consent from our partner, our long-term partner. It doesn't con- doesn't occur to us to ask ourselves even. Like how often maybe your listeners will resonate. Have they maybe felt like they want to masturbate and then they grab a dildo or something and they just put it in and they haven't actually stopped to check if they're ready for that thing to be in yet. Like if we stop... And check, like, am I ready for penetration? And see what your body says. And your body might say, oh, no, not yet. And then, okay, maybe you're ready for a little bit of, like, a stroke. Or, like, ask yourself, this is a way to break the rules. This is a way to break the mold of what we've been taught and build self-trust by actually listening to what our body wants and then following through on it. Mm -hmm.
0: Breaking the rules as an adult really just means doing things that you keep telling yourself you're not allowed to, like having sleepovers on a work night. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's breaking (laughs) the rules when I do that. But it's like, no, you're an adult. You can make your own Mm -hmm. rules. And so same goes for sex and how you want to have sex with yourself or with a partner. Um, But I also wanted to ask if you have a way to teach people how to check in with themselves. Like, I feel like we say that a lot, but maybe not everyone knows what that means of like checking in with what you want so how can Mm. that look
1: Mm. so it doesn't have to be complicated it can literally be stopping what you're doing putting your hand you can put a hand on your chest and a hand on your belly and just quietening yourself for a second right just literally like "Hmm, how do I feel how do I feel today do I need anything am I feeling good could I need more of that? How am I doing for rest? And like building a foundation of self care, like making sure you're hydrated, making sure you're getting enough sleep. Like, don't overlook those things. They matter. They matter when it comes to sex. If you're not, if you haven't got your basic self care in there, then sex isn't going to feel as good because it happens in the body. The body is the vehicle for pleasure. So You've got to take care of it first. And another great way as well um, that a colleague of mine, Dolly, just said, she is the Volvo Whisperer. And she, She raves about the vulva hug. And so I really just have to give her a shout out for this. So you literally put your hand over your vulva. You're putting it over with one hand. You can put the other hand on top. So you're like hugging your vulva like this. And it's like grounding and comforting and loving. It's not sexual. And you're just like, "Mm, hi. Mm -hmm. Hi, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. How am I feeling today? And just checking in with yourself to think, how do I feel do I want, do I need anything? And asking your vulva, like that sounds weird. I know, but ask your vulva, do you need anything? Would you like some simulation? Would you like to be touched today? Is there something else? Is there anything that you need? And you might be surprised at what comes up because the funny thing is we ignore our bodies for so long, right? We ignore the messages that they give for so long that when you create that space, and you actually stop and ask, <laughs> you might get bombarded <laughs> with all these thoughts of like, yes, I need this, I need this, I can't believe you did that. And it's like, whoa. So. <laughs> Chatty woman <laughs> you are.
0: <laughs> Our bodies
1: finally you got like quite an angry vulva that's like, hey, you know, <laughs> like it when you did that last time. Mm. Or Hey, how come you haven't touched me for so long? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. It is so sweet. A hug is so comforting and like, why wouldn't you want it mm-hmm. on your bits, <laughs> you know? Where it would feel grounding in like non-sexual, but still like you're paying attention to the parts of you that could feel vulnerable and sensitive, mm-hmm. sensy, so that makes sense. So how yeah. do we start making
2: sex more fun then? You obviously talked about, you know, checking in and then following through on that. I think it's hard. As somebody who does not listen to my body very often in any area of my life, I think it's hard to know what I want and what would make me feel safe um, and what would be fun in terms of sex. Like I have some ideas now as we've gotten further into the podcast, but in general, like, do you have some starting points for people?
1: Yeah. So, you know, interestingly enough, it's not just all about like adding toys, adding lube, doing this position. It's, a lot about the safety it's a lot about the safety because if you create that foundation of safety and an easy way to communicate then the fun you're creating space for fun because it's not very fun if you feel like you can't speak up right so aside from the checking in with yourself it's practicing giving feedback and advocating for yourself in and out of the bedroom so you can play a game like a the traffic light game. Um, so if you have a partner or even in a casual hookup scenario, you can start with just like a, like a massage game, right? So you're just going to touch each other and you're going to abuse the feedback system. This is commonly used in BDSM communities. So green means great. This is good. I'm feeling sexy. I keep going. I like it. I like it. Amber is like, oh, is maybe getting a little bit too intense or maybe I'm reaching my limit. Right. Or maybe it's not as good as it could be. And then red is stop, not happy. Things need to end. OK, so and you can choose your own definitions of those colors. This is just like a, a typical scenario of what they mean. Um, and it, it's not only for kink. This is important for all kinds of play, because if you get to a point where you're able to effectively communicate that kind of feedback, then you can relax and surrender, knowing that you've got you've always got an out and you've always got a way of saying things, because so often we struggle to say, oh, I don't like that or, oh, actually, could you rather move two centimeters to the left or even two millimeters? We don't even say anything because it's so mm-hmm. hard because we're people pleasers and we want to make everyone happy and we want to be good and be a good lover. And we don't want to say, oh, actually, it would feel a million times better if you just slowed down a touch, right? Instead, we're like, ooh, 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 ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel know. like there's <laughs> rhetoric around... If you ask for what you want or if you're too in control, then you're not fun.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like,
2: the more you say, the less fun you are because you're just trying to control the situation, but that's really fucked up.
0: Yeah. But same thing with, like, planning sex and Mm -hmm. scheduling sex. It's like, yes, some people call it not sexy, but it's also, like, what we've heard. You schedule Mm -hmm. the things that are important to you. So, like, why wouldn't you want to schedule time where you could completely – Relax and let Mm -hmm. loose. Schedule is
1: important. Yeah, and with this traffic light game, you know you can you can literally lean in and say, "Hey, babe, give me a color. Like, what color?" And you'd be like, "Oh, green. Oh, green." (laughs) 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 Or you can be like, "Oh, amber." And you know you don't have to feel bad for saying it. Like it's practicing when you practice this outside of sex, it makes it not so scary to say amber or red because. It's hard to even say that when you practice saying it and receiving it, then, you know, it's not, you're not saying there's something wrong with you or you're not a good lover or you're doing it wrong. And I don't like you. It's, it's not that, like by practicing it, it takes, it desensitizes it and makes it what it is just this objective feedback system that allows you to have more fun. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree with what you said there, like that rhetoric around, oh, you don't want to give direction, but it's just a container, a container that keeps things safe and allows you to explore. And you can really play with it. You can play with it. And like Amber, if someone says Amber, then, okay, what can I do to make it better? Like what would make it feel really, really good? And it's simple, right? You don't need a roadmap with X marks the spot. You, When we say give feedback, we're not saying be in control to that extent, but rather like follow the pleasure. Could you say, oh, slower? Oh yeah, but slower. Oh, oh no, go back there. Go back as that was really good. Like, could you say that rather than, actually, I would res- I would prefer you to give me this particular 45 degree angle at this step. Like, that's not what we're saying. That's not fun. Right. <laughs> but Absolutely. like, oh, no, don't move. That was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then with this, does like
0: confidence kind of help like grow within you? Or is it easier to have more fun if you like go in confident? Like, what are we aiming for in confidence wise?
1: <laughs> confidence is a myth. Like you, you know, it is a myth because you get more confident by pretending to be confident, right? Mm-hmm. By proving to yourself that you can do it. Like, there has to be a a little leap of faith that comes before the confidence, right? So there's an aspect of confidence that comes from competence, which is, like, practicing the thing. So maybe you could, like, practice a blowjob on a banana, for example. That would make you feel like, okay, yeah, I got this. I got this. I can, like, do that thing. But so much of it isn't that. It's not technique, but it's rather the ability to know that you've got yourself, no matter what happens, that you can stand up for yourself, that you can say, stop if it hurts, that you can, you know, you've got that relationship with your body where you can feel comfortable in multiple positions. And if you think maybe if, if he sees that bit of cellulite, it's really not a big deal because I value myself. Right. So it's getting to like confidence is so many different aspects, but there's not a magical confident place. Uh There's not a place at which I'm confident now sex is going to be great because it's just not, that's just not real. But if we can get to the place where we know that even if I look a bit wobbly in this position, even if I queef even if I accidentally slobber on his penis, <laughs> it's still going to be okay. I guess that's yeah. what I think is the goal. <laughs> right. I really like
2: that because yeah. it's not like you have to achieve something before you can then access all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you just kind of do it. And then it just, yeah. Works. Well, that's
0: <laughs> right. And that definition of confidence also feels very powerful when you're saying like, no, you just believe that you can stand up for yourself in a moment and that's absolutely true. Like when you said that, I was like, yeah, like that would feel really good if I knew that even if I didn't feel great or like the confidence in terms of like what my body looks like wasn't there yet, at least I would know that like I can stand up for what feels good and like my pleasure. And that would feel really like
1: boasting. I would like that. <laughs> it's good. It feels good. Yeah. And you might still have days where you're like, mm a bit awkward doing this oh like I don't want my tummy to show I mean there are things you can do to like deal with those particular things in the moment but a lot of it comes down to having compassion for yourself and knowing Mm -hmm. like yes I'm this imperfect fragile insecure human like we all are we're all insecure we're all and sex requires such vulnerability that Mm -hmm. if we can just be like I know that feels tough today (laughs) what would feel good for you today like it's like mothering yourself like you know what do you need how can I help (laughs) just being sweet with yourself I know
0: I wish I could hold myself like this sometimes (laughs) that sounds comforting (laughs) just Just a little gerbil yeah a little (laughs) gerbil it just felt safe you know (laughs) gerbil are there any
2: other games that you can incorporate throughout sex that help to build these skills and also really just dive into the fun of it
1: yes Games, I think games are a great way to to build intimacy and and develop fun tools to use in the bedroom. So there's tools of, there's games of exploring each other's body. That's a really fun one, which is like a um like a pleasure mapping of each other and yourself. That's something that you can do yourself. Um and so Literally, would be, you, I mean, and you can do this where one person is fully dressed and you're like, OK, today I'm going to map your body and take your time with different kinds of touch and strokes and pressure, just asking for feedback the whole time. Like, does this feel good? Could it feel better if I did this? How about if I scratch? How about if I add temperature? How about if I add this feather or like a little flogger? And it's just like an exploring game. Right. And knowing that whatever you discover in that session, you can then put to use in future sessions. So that's a good one. Um, and then reciprocating so that you receive that kind of exploration and mapping. And that is powerful because especially if the receiver is a woman, this is a generalization, but typically we struggle to receive it's hard for us to just lie back and receive. That can be really difficult. So by just lying back and receiving, it can put you in that discomfort of like, oh no, they're giving me all this attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Absolutely. laughs> and it's like stretching. It's like developing a muscle of receiving. Mm-hmm. You know, we often worry that we're taking too long. Maybe we taste funny and maybe they're going to think our, vul- our vulva's ugly and like all of these thoughts that come up, like you can let them come up. We're not trying to eradicate them because I think that's impossible, but let them come up and then just have compassion for yourself that that thought existed and know that that thought is there because you were taught that or you were conditioned that way. So this is a game, but like in that game, you're letting those thoughts like bubble up to the surface. And then you're like, okay, I hear you. I know. I know you think you smile funny, but you're fine. I know you've taken too long, but this is normal. Like you're just, through that kind of playful approach to just having compassion for what's there. Um other good games. I mean there's there's just so many fun games that you can do. Um like there's role playing as well that can be an interesting dynamic. Like you can you can like dive into your fantasies and discover what they might be. And that can be that's a huge topic of itself. Like that's a whole podcast of its own. But By letting yourself visualize or think about fragments of things that kind of turn you on, right? If you're thinking about sex, what fragments of stories come up? And then exploring that, like how can you bring an aspect of that into the bedroom as well? And if there's anything that you'd feel comfortable sharing with your partner, these can really enrich our sex life and and make the bedroom like a real playground. Mm -hmm. I
2: really like what you said about letting things come up and just acknowledging them, having like grace for them. Because earlier in the interview, I was like, how do you know what you don't know? Like, how do you know what's a myth and what's not? If like, you've just been taught that. It's almost like you just think that's a fact. Uh But it's like when things come up during, I feel like those are good things to then remember. And then maybe do research after like, oh, what does a vulva smell like? that sort of thing. So I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Also, Mm -hmm. when you were talking about playing and role play, it made me think about how like when we're kids, we're so good at playing and it's so uh easy to ask like, what do you want to do? Like I feel like most kids know just inherently. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And so (laughs) it's like then that's, you know, beat out of us (laughs) through whatever mechanism of society. And so it's like getting back to that, and then making it sexual.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then making it sexual. But it also sounds like the body mapping doesn't have to be necessarily like sexual, mm-hmm. you know? Like it could be sexy and pleasurable, but it doesn't have to mean that it's leading to sex, which mm-hmm. is fun because that's what opens up those like playful doors that we closed on ourselves of like, no, just do what feels good mm-hmm. what comes to yeah. mind first. Even if that's like sucking on your toe, like, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. <laughs> Now you're getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Is there, can you do body mapping like by yourself if you're wanting to do like a masturbation practice if you're solo? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And slow it down way, way slower than you think you would need to. Like go 20 million times slower than you think. Because even, I don't know if you've heard of orgasmic meditation, the OM Institute created this 15 minutes practice, which is meant to be done as a, as a duo, but it, it doesn't have to be, but essentially that's, is 15 minutes spent on one, one tiny piece of the glands of the glitterus. 15 minutes of attention on one single section. And it's amazing.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yes
1: when you're mapping your vulva or your whole body, cause you've got erogenous stones all over us. We've got these beautiful, we, we, we're made to be touched. And we have these cells that are designed to only pick up the slowest, lightest touch. Like on your forearm, if you go like a butterfly's wing, like going over your arm, the way that feels is incredible. Like it's like, it gives you these deeper depths and layers of sensation, right? by slowing down that you wouldn't even notice those cells are not even activated if you go harder or faster so by slowing right down and really investigating every little piece of your body and your vulva particularly you might access layers of pleasure that you did not know existed and and not only pleasure because when you're mapping you want to also be looking for areas of discomfort or tension or numbness and pleasure like all of those things exist and they can all exist they're all valid and you're we're not judging it but it's just like learning about it like okay this tiny little piece of my inner labia is actually quite sensitive you know because there's erectile tissue there There's, we're like so much erectile tissue down here (laughs) that you give it time to engorge and you really like play around with it. You might notice, oh, I see now the outer lips are getting puffy and oh, okay, I can see this. And then that's when you start to notice a craving, maybe, maybe craving for more that's your now your your body's telling you okay i want more stimulation and like maybe you'll get to a craving of like i want something inside me and then maybe it's the first time you've ever had that craving and you're like oh i didn't know there was actually a feeling of okay i want this right now because sometimes we bypass that all together and just stick it in as i said earlier (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: is it normal for somebody like if you're going through this doing body mapping maybe just on yourself to not Feel those super itty bitty sensations. Like, I feel like if you haven't been listening to your body for a really long time, it
1: might be hard to pick up on the really little things. Yes and thank you for saying that because that's true. There might be numbness and then you might get quite frustrated and it's yeah that's a very realistic possibility actually. Um and especially if you have used vibrators which I love vibrators I'm not dissing vibrators but we can become accustomed to their more intense stimulation um which is fabulous but um especially in our like you said in our world where we are quite disconnected from our bodies um, communication and we are quite used to instant gratification it can be quite annoying and slow and frustrating mm-hmm. that there's not a big response happening from your vulva that you've ignored for your whole entire life that it's not suddenly like oh hi yeah. you felt <laughs> <me.">
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but if you do create space to really patiently bring attention and awareness and massage those parts of your body because this can also be done internally you can do the same map your vagina as well um that you can bring awareness and you can increase blood flow you can release tension because you've got like say like you know you've got knots on your shoulder that you just need to like massage and that bit of tension goes and brings blood flow that the more you do that the more you learn and and build like a physical connection so that oh when i touch that bit that's how that feels like imagine if you'd never touched your elbow ever before it feels weird it feels weird when you touch your belly button because you don't do it much so it's the same like it's a bit weird and it takes a while for the neural networks to connect and and make those connections right because we often have one great technique for masturbation right one thing that we do guaranteed to get you there right and it's like this is the one (laughs) this is the way i do it and like nothing else works In fact, often women think that is the one way they can orgasm. That is their one way. And maybe they stumbled upon it as a kid. Like maybe they were sliding down the rope in PE or riding a bike or grinding a teddy bear's face. And then all of a sudden it happened. And they're like, oh, okay. And then they replicated that forevermore. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not shaming anybody because we have all been there. And bloody great that there is a technique that works for you. That is something to celebrate. And it's something to elaborate on. Like, we, it's like we learn this one thing and then we just think, oh, well, that's it. And we create this powerful neural pathway of like the body responds quickly to that stimulation because we've done it again and again and again. The body's like, oh, yeah, 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 I know what's happening. Okay, boom, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) But it makes everything else then feel frustrating because nothing else is as efficient Mm -hmm. or as effective as that technique so it takes a little bit of undoing and if you can you can either cold turkey not go for your favorite technique which is very hard yeah <laughs> um or you can bring in other forms of stimulation alongside your favorite technique to just like open up it's like there's you're just gradually trying other things from the menu until you start to think oh no actually that's quite tasty or maybe if i put this with this and eat them together then that's quite tasty like it's just like it's just a, it's a learning. It's like a relearning, a rewiring almost. Mm-hmm. And that's an oversimplification, but it's like bringing awareness, bringing blood flow, bringing, like waking up the nerves and, and just, just practicing. Other parts of your vulva might prefer different stimulation than your favorite spot with a favorite technique. Like, it's just, let's see what it's all about and play. Like there's no end goal necessarily other mm-hmm. than let's discover this potential for pleasure, which is huge. Right. <laughs> That makes
0: a ton of sense, mm-hmm. and it would really help, I feel like, mitigate the frustration you could feel with things, quote-unquote, failing, you know?
2: Yeah, thank you for naming the frustration, because that is definitely the feeling. Like mm-hmm. When I'm like, this should feel different, like any of the yeah. shoulds, I'm like, I should be yeah. able to orgasm this way or like i should be able to feel this like little tiny touch mm-hmm. and it's like okay but i don't right now because right. i use some pretty powerful toys <laughs> so it makes sense he <laughs> was quite a rumbler right now there. i can't feel the tiniest of butterfly wings yeah. <laughs> on yeah. my vulva
1: yeah um
0: so yeah, i appreciate wait. that when did
1: you last try a butterfly wing touch on your vulva probably never because we like it's straight never. in there we go straight in. yeah in there. right i go with
0: my super sucker on like sounds like super soaker (laughs) yeah i know i go with it like on the second highest level at this point Mm -hmm. now because i'm like yeah i got five
1: minutes (laughs) five minutes get it done and there's nothing wrong with that absolutely not it's great um also
0: something that we found very interesting was that you highlighted being busy and having sex in a rush which kind of goes with exactly what we were just saying we love that because we also are busy people but sometimes it's like I want to have sex but I want to have it in my schedule so how do we prioritize sex when we're busy and how do
1: we have sex in a rush mm, so I you mentioned earlier scheduling sex and I do think that I'm a massive fan of scheduling sex um and so, I would say the reason being because you planned for it. Like when back in the day, when you were first with your partner, for example, and you couldn't stop thinking about sex and you were like, it's on your mind. You knew when you were going to do it, what you were going to wear. Like you're going to do this to their body. And they were going to do this to your body. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, builds that anticipation right so by scheduling sex you can almost keep yourself on like on a low boil for the day because in your mind you're like okay yeah later on we're gonna have sex so we're gonna have sex i'm gonna shave my legs because later on we're gonna have sex i mean night might not be as as exciting as i'm making out right now it (laughs) might just be like oh yeah today's the day we're gonna have sex that's fine so i won't eat baked beans for lunch (laughs) (laughs) it's like all of (laughs) <laughs> is all of those small pieces, all of those small obstacles that would later on make you go, eh, you're just putting all the things in place through your day. And maybe it'll pop into your mind a couple of times and maybe you'll be like, oh. you know, it just cross your mind. So like by doing that, you're already giving yourself a winning start. And if you've got all of those pieces that we've mentioned as well about this, the sustainable self care that you've had enough sleep and you've had enough drink, you've you know, and you you know how to communicate, like all of the non fun things that that matter are in place too, then when it comes to being together and whether it's you on your own or with a partner, when it comes to that time that you have set aside, you can fully surrender into it, and it doesn't have to take hours and hours, right? You can do it in a rush. You can do it. There's a place for quickies for sure. There's a place for grabbing your vibrator. There's a place for just like quickly ripping each other's clothes off and, you know, doing what you want to do. There's a place for that. And it can still really boost you. It can still give you a rush of endorphins. It doesn't have to always end in orgasm as well. Like orgasm isn't the be all and end all. In a delicious, intimate, pleasurable moment, the the couple of seconds of orgasm don't diminish from all of the other intensity and all of the other benefits. As much as I know there's an orgasm gap and I'm all for teaching women how to experience orgasm because it's something they can learn, I still believe that it's not everything there's, there's so much more to sex than that. So, if you have a quickie and there's no orgasm, it doesn't mean that it was a waste of time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can be busy and still have amazing sex. You can be a parent and still have amazing sex. It's all about finding the time in your day when your energy is good, doing all of the things to support you as a person and you in your body, and making sure that you are embodied and connected and. I know that sounds hard, but it's like small ways. Checking in once a day, making sure you're getting as much sleep as possible and taking care. Like sleep is really important. <laughs> I am absolute bitch when I'm tired. <laughs> Two. And, uh, with all of yeah. that in place, having a quickie, it can work. Mm-hmm.
2: The way that you talk about scheduling sex, I feel like is a way to have more fun sex. Absolutely. Like it makes yeah. it more fun the mm-hmm. way that you framed it. And so it's like maybe a lot of what you need in order to have fun in sex is reframing mm-hmm. yeah, how you see it already. Yeah. Because I'm i all for scheduling sex, but I wouldn't
0: say it's fun until now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say the yeah. more we talk about scheduling sex, the more I don't understand why it's not more of a conversation. Mm-hmm especially like being at a low boil all day or having like the things that you do make you think of like, oh, but I'm going to have sex later. Mm-hmm. You're know, like, that's just going to charge you up all day. That'd, that'd be yeah. so fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. So that, that just makes it like on the brain, makes it exciting. I feel like it already like, is that little butterfly touch in a way, you know? Because the whole day you're like it, like flutters
1: past your mind. Flutters. <laughs> so that is what? super fun. And if you, you can even like plug in to like an audio erotic story and be like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah," I am guilty of doing that at uh, work <laughs> on the job. On the job. Is that an HR thing? I don't think so. I don't know. I'll cut it out if it is, but, um, (laughs) no, but that's super fun. And if you, if you know that you have scheduled like 15 minutes, what are good Mm -hmm. things to like touch on literally? Um, if like you just want a quickie, like, do you just make out, do you just like touch each other? Do you go straight for your like money shot, whatever that is, (laughs) you know, like what do you prioritize?
1: Yeah. In 15 minutes, whatever you want to do in those 15 minutes is what you do. Like that is, I'm, no, I'm all about self-trust and checking in. Like, what do you really want to do right now? Do you want to like lick someone's earlobe? Go for it if they're happy, right? You know what I mean? If you want to suck their toe, do it. If you want to like just mutual masturbate, if you want to tie them up, just type a wrist. Like there's no prescription. That is the whole thing. There's no prescription. If you've got 15 minutes, like fill them up with what you want to do. Don't waste time doing anything you don't want to do. So if that is making out, that is hot. Like put on a blindfold and make out. Woo! Like <laughs> it is the smallest tiniest little tweaks and transitions that can really really elevate everything Mm -hmm. so having a box of tricks like um of sensuality things like if you know you're going to be scheduling sex put your glass dildo in the freezer or the fridge Mm -hmm. you know do things that are just going to be like okay later oh i've got that cold treat coming up you know if it's you on your own like what would you love would you love to get a great scented candle ready by the bath so that's ready to light you got your playlist going like how can you elevate and hack those 15 minutes to be really delicious for you like you know you'll know the things that turn you on can you do you want to be playing porn in the background do you want to be do you want the lights on bright and like you know like, what do you want and these things change from day to day like what you need today for these hot 15 minutes is going to be different from next week so yeah. So no answer is my answer. No.
0: <laughs> but I love that because then all day when you know that you've scheduled out that time, you can be thinking about things that would make mm-hmm. you really happy later today for 15 minutes. So that's-
2: Yeah. When you said put on a blindfold and make out, what popped into my head was both of you putting on blindfolds and finding each
0: other. <laughs> it's like marco polo yeah
2: but silent but (laughs) silent i'm like that would be scary but also fun but also that
0: would be really fun it'd be like um a quiet place yeah but dirty but dirty
2: (laughs) yeah that would be kind of fun yeah you can start on opposite ends of the house yeah then just find each other where you can just like uh, yeah knock on walls safety guys that doesn't sound safe. I guess if you know the layout of your house very, very well. well. God,
0: <laughs> that would be so funny. I mean, do what? I feel like I could totally see you and your doing that. <laughs> Maybe just one room. Maybe just one room. Uh, this, is,
2: <laughs> this is not a sex question, just a question for you two as people. In the dark, do you close your eyes? Like when you're walking? When I'm walking in the dark, I close my eyes.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I don't know why. <laughs>
1: I yeah, I don't know did. why
0: either. I think it's because I'm so like engulfed in darkness. I'm like just make it like it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> make it like you did this to yourself. Make it a choice. <laughs> make it a choice. <laughs> like if it's someone like yeah like especially if i'm camping or something mm. if it's like well you're just walking through the woods <laughs> but sometimes i get shut. really scared that i am just like okay it's my choice <laughs> i made it darker so <laughs> i don't know i like that it feels better yeah <laughs> it's about control i
1: love it i love it
2: last question from me is there a uh, too fun Like, is there too silly, too goofy? Because I think I um, flirt with that end of the spectrum (laughs) of, like, telling too many jokes while we're having sex and that sort of thing. And I think it's funny, and I think it's growing on my husband. Um,
0: (laughs) But, like, is there too much? (laughs) Sometimes your jokes, like, You've told me some of them, and they're just so out of left field <laughs> that you're just like, come on. Some of them are gross. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with her question. Some
2: mention poop. <laughs> but it's like, so if you're you have- doing butt stuff, yeah. I think poop jokes are funny. <laughs>
1: That's me. And if it makes you comfortable as well, and it can diffuse the the fear, the, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room is like: Is there going to be poop? Is there going to be? Is this going to happen? Mm-hmm. Am I going to fast?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the elephant in the room. <laughs> nine times out of ten for me. So. <laughs> That's not just so, sex. there's
1: a place for it there's a place for humor to diffuse those things if that's the way that works for you if that's your natural way of of dealing with it and if he like if it's not a huge turn off for either of you like this is a space to ask questions right like is he like it really turns me off when you talk about poo then you're like okay then how can we how can we navigate that? Because it makes me feel really comfortable to talk about poo. So it's it's, a, it's an opportunity to discuss these things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, jokes, humor There's humor is sexy, that is for sure. But there's maybe there's ways of navigating it. And if it works for both of you, go for it. don't think you can be too silly. Yeah.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I also think that I've told myself like, oh, you use humor as like a coping mechanism because you're not fully comfortable. And it's like, but what if that's how I make myself feel safe? That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing right. to like use things to make yourself feel safe. But I feel like we're taught that we should be going in totally confident, totally knowing what we're doing. Yeah. And that's how you feel safe. And it's like, that's actually not me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't think it ever will be. I agree fully the coping mechanisms like there's there's a place to to uh, to look at and work with coping mechanisms that aren't helpful mm-hmm. but humor is not an unhelpful coping mechanism as humans that we've made it this far through life we all have coping mechanisms mm-hmm. <laughs> we all got them right and um, yeah like we just it's just working with them it's just deciding is this coping mess mechanism still helpful or do would I like to change it into something else? And it's not about judging or shaming yourself for having a coping mechanism because for other people, like sometimes for me, if I'm feeling overwhelmed in the bedroom, then I will put my hands on my body or breathe, try and breathe more deeply. Like if you're feeling like, oh, this is a little bit much or this is a bit, I'm a bit nervous, you know, put your hands on your body and then it kind of looks sexy because no one knows what you're actually doing. self-soothing. Like, yeah,
0: oh. <laughs> I'm really self-soothing right now. <laughs>
1: It's self-soothing yeah. but actually you can make it be like ah self-soothe yeah. but make it sexy
2: it's sexy because <laughs> i'll sway maybe i can pair the joke with something like that so it evens
1: out just <laughs> Uh, but it's just, okay for yeah. things to be bloody awkward it's okay for a really awkward thing to happen and then to have a laugh about it like if you do something you say a joke and then you think in the moment of saying it you think okay that was really really ridiculous and then you can just say you can laugh at the joke adds another element of humor <laughs> Like it, things go wrong this is bodily fluids and sweaty bodies moving and pushing into things there's gonna be awkward moments like just is what it is (laughs) we can laugh about it yeah yeah
0: i mean there's nothing more true than the way you're describing it it's just in the moment you're like this is something that's only happened to me in my body ever but the way you describe it it makes complete sense yeah that's like not possible (laughs) i know your body to be the only one that that has ever
2: happened to i can't think of anything that that is possible for
0: no absolutely that's comforting that and that's (laughs) Self-soothing. Um Is there any other things with having sex? Having sex. Having fun while having sex or having fun in bed that we didn't touch on that you'd like to bring up?
1: Maybe I'll just like summarize with the self-trust thoughts again. Um Yeah, so touching on what you said about the fact that there's nothing in our bodies that's happened that hasn't happened to in somebody else's body, like we are all humans having this experience, that no matter what you feel when you are going into the bedroom, right, no matter how nervous you might feel or worrying that there's something wrong with you or... That you're not going to orgasm or that you're not going to impress them. If you can go in with this knowledge of trust, that you are just a human who is there to have fun and they are there to do the exact same thing, then that should be enough to comfort you. Right? So that no matter what it is, you decide that you want to try, if they are consenting and you are consenting and it's, it's enthusiastic and the intention, the underlying intention is pleasure, and not like rushing to an orgasm, then what you do in the middle is, is just a, like your playground. It gets to be playful because with and the more you practice and the more you learn, the more tools you pick up, the more you will be able to bring into that middle ground. And you might be surprised because as you get older, that just means more and more and more cool things are going to be in your toolbox. Like, yes, you might have toys. Yes, you might have your favorite masturbation technique that we've mentioned. Yes, you might have positions that always work for you and preferences. But by making very small tweaks to things you already do, you could open up such a world of excitement. Like if you always love like a donut, right? If you always love donuts, donuts are your best. You love chocolate covered donuts. But then one day you try it with vanilla or cinnamon. Like you have no idea how good that could be, right? So opening up your mind to like, Maybe if I just did this, maybe if I just gave him a blowjob with me lying on the bed with my head hanging off instead, or maybe if I just put socks on during sex, or maybe if we just put the dildo in warm water first, or maybe if we just tried a different kind of lube today, we tried a silicon one, or maybe we could do like, there's so many small tweaks that could blow your mind. And then imagine if instead of donuts, you went for a tart instead, like a apple tart. Imagine that. It could be amazing. <laughs> you also might hate it. It might be the worst thing you've ever tried. And you can't wait to get back to donuts. But what's the worst that could happen? You just didn't, you learned something you didn't like. So what I'm saying is about being playful is opening your mind to trying things that you're curious about not something you really don't want to try never i'm not saying eat the apple pie if it's not your if you really don't want to don't but if you're curious about it could you sniff it could you like just put your finger in it and lick it could you like <laughs> stuff it in your face like there's so much available out there in the world of sexuality in of all kinds and vanilla sex as I said at the beginning conventional vanilla sex is fabulous and it can be improved in lots of different ways and so is kinky sex is also fabulous like there's just so much available like you don't know what you like if you don't explore it a little and there are safe baby steps you can do and i encourage research and self-trust and education to get there but yes sex can be really really fun if you just open your mind to your pleasure potential which is way bigger than you realize mm-hmm. What a wrap wrap up.
0: I can follow any comparison that has to do with donuts and apple tarts. I had a peaches and cream donut
2: a couple weeks ago. It was so
0: good. And I was like, and that sounds pretty sexual. Yeah. And that
1: (laughs) sounds sexual. It was was stuff inside the peaches and cream in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it was
2: literally like just a round donut, not one with a hole in it. You know what I mean? Just like a full donut. And then it was cut in half and there was cream and fresh peaches. That is sexual. Oh, no one can talk peachy. me out of that. It was, I think they were fresh. They tasted fresh. I could be, <laughs> well, I could have a badge canned, <laughs> canned peaches. I don't think they were canned. I don't think I would have liked it as much. It was so good. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Now I want a that cronut. Sounds, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, love a cronut. Yeah. Which I think is like considered choogy now.
0: Well, they can fuck right <laughs> off. It's amazing. I know. I love a cronut.
2: Anyways, <laughs> where can our listeners continue connecting with you after this episode?
1: Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I you're am, eating a donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, my handle is in bed with Lisa, everywhere that I can be. I try to be everywhere. So, yeah, I love being on Instagram. That's kind of one of my favorites. I try to be on TikTok, but it gets very cross with me. So, in bed with Lisa, you can probably find me wherever you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna softball this one to me?
1: You literally always
2: start the outro.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. Welcome to the outro. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That was a
2: rough one. That was a rough one. <sighs> um, but no. that wasn't a rough one with Lisa. That was a fun one. Correct. So thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the podcast. <laughs> and thank you to our
0: listeners for tuning in. Now I know why I always start, because that's my line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try yours. Go ahead. And I probably will not (laughs) get it right. Okay. And if you want to have some more fun with us, (laughs) start with something to connect to what you just Uh said, and then I loop it. (laughs) Feel free to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, Mm -hmm. Please leave us something nice, kind, and fun, because we're hot, fun, flirty. (laughs) And um, I hate mean things. Please don't be there. Get on out. And you can also rate us on Spotify. Yep. Uh, Like I said, we said many, many times, Mm -hmm. there's only five stars. It's this glitch. They just won't get rid of it. It doesn't happen on anybody else's podcast except for ours. It's really bizarre. Uh, But yeah, feel free to keep giving us five stars. Mm -hmm. And... um, That's all I have to say. That's all she wrote. Did I get it all? Yeah, you got it all. Woo-hoo! Woo! We can switch spots whenever we need to. Yeah, we'll just surprise each other. No one can tell us apart anyways.
2: I know. That's on you guys. That's on you. Not me. Yeah, I guess I could say, Cass did the opener and Emma did the closer, but they wouldn't know who normally does it, I I think. I don't know. I think the true ones do.
0: Yeah. I don't know, though, because even my family and friends would be like, sometimes I get confused in your guys' voices. To be fair, sometimes I get confused on our voices too when I'm editing a video even if if I'm not really looking at our faces. Yeah, if I drop into an episode sometimes, like I'll get lost at who's talking. I'm like, I don't remember saying that or doing that. But yeah, so I guess it's fair. But I also wish you guys would know us better. Yeah. So think about that and learn your lesson and we'll see you next week. I think you should do a Southern draw. I'll leave it at that. And (laughs) we'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.